Much like many private businesses, area public schools are having a tough time finding employees to fill some basic but vital jobs. Those positions are critical to the operation of schools and the inability to find people to take them could have a negative impact on overall learning. Hello, my name is Rusty Turner. I'm the editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and welcome to this week's edition of the Know the News podcast. Today we're going to talk about the struggle uh, that schools are experiencing to find people to work in support roles. Now we're talking about bus drivers, custodians, cafeteria workers, and other similar staff positions. When these positions go unfilled, it's more than just an inconvenience for teachers and administrators. Unfilled positions also affect students and parents uh, adversely in everything from transportation to nutrition. Our education reporter, Mary Jordan, has a story coming Sunday uh, in, the, in the Sunday edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette on this very topic. And the podcast today, we're going to talk about it with a school district representative who can tell us how administrators are coping with this challenge and what they're doing to address it. I'm joined today by Trent Jones. He's the Communications Director for Springdale Public Schools. Trent, thanks for being here. Hey, thank you, everybody. We really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, Rusty, and uh, to uh, share share the great stories of the Springdale school system. All right, all right. Well, Brent, let's start start with this. When did it first become apparent to, to folks in public schools that the getting these the the support positions filled was becoming a problem? How long how long has this been going on? So it's always it's always somewhat of a challenge, you know, to find people to to fill in the support positions. Uh, there's there's always kind of a, a, a turnover, but over the last twenty months. Uh, obviously, through the pandemic and through all of the challenges the pandemic has has brought, it's it's really highlighted uh, some of our need and the critical importance of our support personnel. Yeah, that's that's kind of been a double whammy. This the the first there's the pandemic and everybody you know transitioned to to online learning at the end of one school year, and then you had a whole year of 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 the back and forth and 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 combined virtual and and in school. Um, uh, you know, and, and then this on top of it, it's, 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 you know, the hits just keep on coming. seems like you guys don't, don't catch a break. Yeah. And I, I think for a lot of us, just kind of psychologically speaking, you know, I, I think a lot of us felt, um, you know, like we had, like we had a good plan, a good solid plan going into the school year. And then when the Delta variant, um, happened, it, it, it just kind of reinstigated, um, this, the scramble feel um, and what we kind of had to do to with each other it was to look at each other and say hey we've done this together before we know how to take care of each other we know how to have school we know how to be safe um, let's listen to each other let's be respectful uh, let's implement our policies and procedures we have and let's have school and so it's just some of that kind of psychological feeling of of, you know, we're living in a global pandemic. This is a very challenging time. Yeah. So uh, give us give us some examples. I, I listed some examples earlier, but what are some of the, the, the more difficult jobs, uh, these support positions to fill? Yeah, no doubt. Right, right now, it, it, and we have, we as you know, I, I do communication for a living, so and words are very important. I almost never use the word crisis unless it is a crisis. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a crisis in transportation. Um, we, when we are fully staffed, we have about 110, 115 bus drivers in the Springdale school system. Currently we have right around 65. 
Wow. Uh, so our transportation team deserves an amazing pat on their back for the way that they have tried to face this crisis. I mean, we're we're double running routes, we're triple running routes. Uh, we have we have teachers, coaches, principals, administrators driving a bus. But really, until our community rallies around and says we will meet this demand um, with some sweat equity. Uh, it's not going to fix it, Rusty. We we need our community to say it is a priority to get our kids to school. Uh, we're hoping to hire uh, up to 20 bus drivers before Thanksgiving. That's how serious uh, we need bus drivers. Wow, and that and that you know, uh, it's one thing to say, oh, we're short on bus drivers and we're having to fill in routes, but I mean this this has an impact on on learning because you you know you're having trouble getting kids to school it's having an impact on parents who are having to you know make different arrangements to get their kids to school and so it's it's really more than just an inconvenient it's 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 got you know has has some tentacles that reach into the into that actual learning environment doesn't it there there's no doubt about it i mean the ripple effects of this is critical uh school is the heartbeat of a community <clears throat> you know when the school is functioning um, it not only is feeding the future, right? We all know that, that kids are eventually going to be the next Rusties and Trents and Spencer Tyrese. And so we know that, right? Um, but also school provides a critical role uh, for keeping the wheels of the community going. Parents know that their kids are there. They're safe. They're learning. They're fed, right? They can go to work. Works rely on that. And whenever transportation doesn't happen, it throws a major problem into people's schedules. It impacts work. I mean, you think about this. If a kid's not able to get to school, not only are they not learning, but they're not getting that interaction of friendship. They're not learning the, you know, the social and emotional learning. They might not be getting fed that day. So when, when you look at all of those factors, that's why we use the word uh, crisis. Uh, we, we need help. Um, and we are thankful right now. I think it's really important. We are really thankful for the moms and dads, parents and guardians, uh, business owners who are supporting, helping them get kids to school. Uh, we are really thankful for our current 60 plus um, bus drivers that we have. But um, we need more. Uh, we, we need more. And uh, you know, and bus drivers. That's just one. I know. I'm, I know that that for particularly for Springdale. That's 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 the the the, the big worry right now. But the, there are these other positions too that are, that are difficult to fill. Um, uh, cafeteria workers and things like that. We are hearing that from uh, not just not just Springdale, but from all the school districts that bus drivers, cafeteria workers, custodians, those kinds kinds of things. Uh, those have been also difficult to fill. Yeah, and, and you know, it's really important. We had three themes for this school year. Uh, come to school and be engaged, right, with support personnel that directly impacts that is transportation, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, our, our second theme was know how to protect yourself. Um, know how to protect yourself uh, and, and, and take as many precautions as possible. And some of those are uh, making sure that we have the appropriate, and, and we do, we have uh, we're really lucky in Springdale. We're pretty close to fully staffed with our custodial and janitorial staff. Uh, I mean, we always have positions open and we encourage people to come and work with us. Uh, but we're okay right there. And they're doing a masterful job of their cleaning, of organizing and creating a safe environment where our kids uh, can learn and our teachers can be as safe as possible. 
um, in our in our nutrition department. We we have a handful of positions open. And and I'll tell you something just on a side note, Rusty. Here, here's what's really cool. Everybody has this misnomer. I don't know what it is about support p- positions, but you know you look at uh, you you look at the caricatures of lunch ladies and uh, or lunch food, and it's always this negative portrayal. I'm telling you, that's not true. If you come and look at our our lunch personnel, our child nutrition specialists, our food is good. The colors are beautiful. The presentation is fun. Uh, the nutritious value is there, uh, and it is critical. It plays a critical role in our community. You know this as well as I do. You can't learn and have fun on an empty stomach. Uh, and our child nutrition people make sure that our kids are full and ready to rock and roll every day. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, we, we've talked about this before, but uh, um, uh, th- that the COVID-19 was sort of the, the genesis of all of this, or the, the global pa- pandemic. Um, do you think that's one of the one of the reasons you're having some trouble finding people for these positions is that that folks are still a little hesitant about getting out in, in into jobs where they're they're gathering with with large groups of people and and and, and are around uh, around people all the time and every day is is, is that feeding uh, is that feeding part of the problem? I, you know, I do. And, and, and pardon me for getting a little kind of philosophical on this. I think that there's this duality of narratives, right? Um, and, and both need to be respected. There, make no mistake about it. Let's preface all of this by saying prioritizing safety is critical. It's always important, but particularly during a global pandemic, we have to be respectful of each other. We have to know how to protect ourselves. We have to encourage everybody to re- protect themselves because we are living in a global pandemic and one positive case is one too many. So I think you look at the Springdale school system, we take that very, very serious, um, which is why we are lucky, knock on wood, that school is still open and we're still engaging in, in learning. But kind of back to your, your point, there is this kind of philosophical conversation of like, you know, oh, I, I don't know if I could do that or I don't know if I should be there. But what we encourage everybody to do is, is c- come in and, and listen. Come and talk, come and get to know us and just be a part of the culture that we've built here. We have built a culture of care. We've built a culture of inclusivity. And I I really believe, establish this fact though, Rusty, every number is a person. So that is important to remember. But I think you see that in our culture of care that we know that and value it, which is why we buy into the safety protocols as much as we can. And thankfully, as of right now, our numbers are, you know, encouraging. They're 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 low. Uh, so I think that's a reflection of us saying we value school, we value safety, we respect each other enough to keep this school building open. So long way around the mountain. I'm sorry that was no. long-winded. No, long no. way around the mountain just to say, come in, come in. It's so come in and be a part of our family. We need you. Uh, no, not at all. I think that's, uh, uh, I think good insights there, uh, interesting insights there. Uh, I also know that, that, that there's, you know, there's, you're not the only organizations suffering a, uh, suffering through a labor, uh, shortage or, or, or suffering through difficulties in getting people hired, uh, in, in, into positions, um, uh, you know, unemployment rate here is, is exceptionally low in Northwest Arkansas and, 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 and 
Western Arkansas is exceptionally low, so that makes it difficult to begin with. But you know, lots of lots of private businesses are having these same kind of struggles. So, you know, what are some of the strategies you're employing to to get the word out that you need folks, and then uh, once you you know once you have them interested, uh, getting them on board and, and getting them hired? Well, you're right. Um, I think this is really interesting time for us to kind of reflect on uh, just it's it's fascinating to me that um, we have so many jobs open. It's just really amazing to me. Um, right now, what I encourage everybody, before I answer your question directly, I encourage everybody to look at the positive and look at the opportunities in our life right now. And I think that's what's going to help lead us together as a community, as a family unit through this pandemic is uh, leading with together, leading with positive. The opportunities out there for us to take advantage of are really fascinating. Um, so back to your, your question, how, how are we reaching people? So obviously mass communication is a tool that we utilize. Uh, Springdale School System has a pretty impressive mass communications uh, system through social media, through email direct, through video productions. We create a lot of uh, synergy and messaging. So, and what I mean by that is if you are watching a choir concert, you will see a promotion to become a bus driver. If you are watching a live football game, you might see a promotion to become a teacher. You see, see my point? So mm -hmm. we leverage across each other. But mass communications can't only be the only step we take. It's got to be one-on-one. Face-to-face matters. So we have welcome centers at our schools. Um, when we do parent-teacher conferences, we reach out to our parents and we say, hey, can you share this through your network? Um, we're doing face-to-face -face things like job fairs. Uh, we're working directly with different kinds of agencies and partnership groups in the city uh, just to share content and just say, hey, here's an opportunity. Let, let me say this. Here's what's awesome about school, okay, is there is something fulfilling. And I encourage everybody to do this, particularly after the last 20 months of all of us just getting beaten down with, with negativity and, 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 and really genuine fear. Um, one way to overcome all that is to serve. It, it's fulfilling. It feels good to do something for somebody else. And school is a good place to kind of recenter yourself, go in, help a child, advance your community. Um, and it really kind of recenters your emotional direction and, and helps you say, you know what, there is so much good in this community. If we can just kind of coagulate that and hold on to it, we can build some momentum towards a po positive a positive more positive future so have you uh, are you starting to see some success are you starting to find some folks uh, uh, willing to come on board as bus drivers and in, in some of these other positions yeah so it was really great uh, yesterday I was with uh, I, I was with our leadership team in uh, uh, the city of Springdale and we met some folks we did a tour around the city and every place I stopped I kind of said that same thing where I said you know, tell me about your circumstances. How are things going? You know, we have job openings. Walk me through kind of some of your concerns. And with every step that they had, I just kind of answered, well, we have this. We have that. Well, what about this? Well, how about this? And, uh, you know, yes. So we got four, five, six, seven people who have signed up now to become a substitute, to become a bus driver and make no mistake about it. 
you hear these numbers, right? We have 3% unemployment or we have 20 positions open. Numbers are people, brother. That's what I'm talking about. One person makes a difference in kids' lives. So by signing five people up yesterday, that will impact hundreds, maybe even thousands of kids. So yeah, we're making some momentum, yeah. uh, but it's boots on the ground, you know, eyeball to eyeball, just telling somebody, we need your help, please. Now, uh, you know, one of the things that you hear in the community when, when you talk about these, 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 these labor shortages is, well, you know, the solution's easy, just raise your, raise your wages. But uh, it's not really that simple, uh, especially when you're dealing with a public entity like, uh, like a school district. So, um, you know, what's, what is your response to, 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 to the, the question about wages in, in these kind of positions? Yeah, you're right. Those are always, those are always challenging uh, conversations because there's so many factors. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, think in, in, I think what's important for people to understand is when you work in a public school system, you get, you get good wages, you get great value, you get excellent benefits, flexible time. And then to me, what you can't really quantify, um, it, I call it the feel good capital, right? So you feel good. It feels good to take care of of our young kids you know this sounds kind of silly but it's true do you know what the first face a kid sees every day when they go to school is a bus driver the last face they see every day is a bus driver that bus driver sets the tone for our community now you know that is critical that's important you think about when when we train our teachers we tell them step out in the hallways between passing periods and just look each kid in the face and go how you doing today rusty how are you my friend good to see you right that is so important to the emotional capital of our community knowing that you're valued and important so i say all that to say this we will always review making sure our wages are competitive and they are um, and there are a lot of factors of decisions we make um, but never forget the importance of that factor of, of the feel-good capital. It just makes you feel good. And, and Lord knows you know this, a lot of us need a lot more of that right now. I, yeah, I think I think we could all agree about agree on that on that point. Now, now I know Springdale's not the only school district. As a matter of fact, every school district that that Mary talked to for her story is experiencing the same kind of things, maybe in different degrees in different positions, but mm -hmm. everybody's having the same problem. So, yep. so uh, are you aware of the school districts getting together and sharing notes and success stories and best practices to help each other out uh, as this goes by? Because I know it's a it's a it's a problem all across the uh, the, the region. Yeah, and, and really, even you could even zoom out and say this is a nationwide problem. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, everybody says this a lot in Northwest Arkansas, um, but it's true. Uh, we have just really good relationships here. Uh, we are growing fast. Um, you know, I know you've been around for a while, so have I, and Spence has been around for a while. Uh, you know, I remember back in the early 2000s when we just had like 90, 100,000 people. Now we have 700,000 ish but what's amazing about this is the core like the identity of who we are has stayed the same we're connected so what we yes we get together we share best practices we have great partners like tyson walmart hunt um here's a, i'll give a shout out to our good friend joel gardner over at ozark regional transit we get together we we kick around best practices we figure out different ways that we can utilize our resources 
that can impact people where we are fiducially moderate or conservative, but we get the most bang for our buck out of it. Um, there's some really great thinkers in this area, but when it all comes down to it, all of our meetings, all of our strategies, we need you. It doesn't matter until that person walks in the door, gets behind the wheel, you know, gets behind the, the counter, uh, gets, gets in front of the kids. Uh, human capital is what we need. Um, and so, yeah, long story short to say, this is a tight knit community region wide and citywide. Our mayor, Doug Sprouse, is one of the most thoughtful giving mayors we have. Um, but at the end of the day, we got to have people show up. It's boots on ground that matters. And uh, I think I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this. Uh, um, you know, it's, they're not full-time jobs, but I also know school districts are struggling finding substitute teachers uh, when, when someone is ill. And uh, I know with the COVID protocols, sometimes you've got folks who are, who are out a little bit, little more often or a little, more, or a little longer uh, than usual. Yep. Uh, so uh, so what, uh, what's the situation with substitutes and, and, and what happens uh, when, when, when you're short of substitutes in the schools? Yeah, I'm glad you said that. Let me give you a number here. This blew my mind. Just let, let this let this sink in for a second. Do you know what the pay range per day for a substitute is? Because well, I sure didn't. Well, I, I kind of do, but I'll let you go ahead and say. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. That's your, that's your job to know this. We, yeah. we pay up to $93 a day for a substitute. And you just really think about that. That is That's awesome. So for our substitutes, you choose your days, you choose your hours, you choose your schools. You don't work in the evenings. You don't work on weekends. You don't work holidays, right? You can work pre-K through 12th grade. Here's something really cool we implemented last year. In our elementary ages, um, you can be 18 years old and become a sub. So if we have any entrepreneurial 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 20-year-olds out there, <laughs> You know, get into this school system, work with some kids, have a little fun, make 90 something dollars a day, put that away. And, you know, eventually when we get past all this global pandemic stuff, that sounds like great spring break money to me. I mean, you can do some good stuff here. So our substitutes are critical to support our teachers. You know, you said remiss. I'd be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to talk about the incredible work of our teachers and our principals on the front line of historic challenges. Um, and the people who help them on the front line are our substitutes. Uh, we only get through this pandemic together. Uh, so we need, we need you. We, we need you to come in here and help our principals and teachers. Yeah. Well, uh, Terrain, it sounds like a real challenge and it sounds like uh, you and, and the other school districts in the area are, are trying to hit it, uh, trying to meet it head on. So anything we've missed, anything you'd like to add before, uh, before we go today? Well, I appreciate the opportunity. I, I think, you know, go to our apply page, apply.sdale.org. Uh, lots of good numbers, lots of good, uh, easy access to applying there. I just really, what I try to do every time I talk to people when I have an opportunity is to just remind people that there is so much good in our community. We all know it. We all say it. But for some reason, it doesn't stick. So what I'm hoping is everybody hears that and they know that in Springdale schools, we care. We want you here. We want you part of our family. We have great kids. Uh, the other school districts do as well. Um, and I have full confidence 
that we will continue to move forward uh, through this historic challenges that we have in a positive way. So just really thank you for uh, giving us this platform to kind of have these conversations. And I sure hope we can get some numbers applying uh, with us and let's have a little fun. Don't forget this, Rusty. It's still okay to laugh. It's still okay to have a good time. So come to the school. We have a lot of fun here uh, and I appreciate the opportunity. Well, I want to thank you, Trent. This was, this is, our guest today has been Trent Jones. He's the Director of Communications for Springdale Public Schools. Uh, and I appreciate you providing some perspective on the issue of, of, of uh, uh, getting support staff hired at public schools and, and the impact that has on uh, the impact the shortage has had on, on schools. Mary Jordan's story on this topic will appear in Sunday's Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Now give me a minute to tell you about some of the other great stories we have coming your way in the next few days. Should people acquitted of a crime due to their mental illness remain in jail while awaiting transfer to a therapeutic institution? That's the question raised by the case of a local man found innocent of attempted murder due to mental illness, but who remains in jail as he waits for space to open up at the state hospital. Tracy Neal and Doug Thompson will have that story this weekend. Stacy Ryburn continues his coverage of the embattled Fayetteville Housing Authority and its ongoing attempt to hire a consultant to help it address its personnel and financial woes. Thomas Sassente will update our readers about efforts to get water lines into an unincorporated area of Crawford County near Mountainburg. And Janelle Jessen will give us her weekly update on COVID-19 numbers in the region, including a look at how local residents are getting booster shots of the COVID-19 vaccine. Janelle will also fill us in on a plan to expand the scissor tail subdivision in Rogers and what the current neighbors have to say about that. Ron Wood will preview a meeting scheduled for next week to discuss planning and design of a proposed road to connect the Springdale Northern Bypass to the Northwest Arkansas National Airport. And Bill Bowden will check in on efforts to remove a dam on Crooked Creek in Harrison and return it to a free-flowing stream through the downtown area. We'll have all the coverage you'll need before and after tomorrow's big Arkansas football game against Auburn, and it'll be at wholehogsports.com. Our subscribers will have access to all of that content and much, much more. If you're not a subscriber, don't miss out. Just go to our website, nwaonline.com, and click on the subscribe button. Or you can call us at 479-684-5509. Again, that's 479 684 5509. Your subscription will support local journalism and allow us to keep telling the stories you want and need to hear. If you like our podcast, please click the subscribe button on your device now, and we'll bring you a new edition of the Know the News podcast every Friday. I'm Rusty Turner, editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and this has been the Know the News podcast. So long.